I just wanted to do a short intro for the podcast that I did with Will Atwell and Anthony Ward. I think that this is one of the most rewarding podcasts I've done to date. Not that I've done a ton, but um, I try to find the most potent and inspiring individuals to do my podcasting with. Um, And surprising, not a lot of people have spent the time with Anthony Ward that I got to spend on this podcast and learning about his magic and what he does and just being able to enjoy his presence and what he brings. So I'm excited for you to hear this and learn from him and understand what it is that he does and what he enjoys doing and the magic that he creates. Um, Really quickly, I apologize for the sound quality at the very beginning. Um, Yeah, it was a little bit quiet and there's a lot of background noise since we're recording it at a festival. But other than that, I'm excited for you to hear it and enjoy. All right, so here is, I believe it's our fourth podcast, the Osiris Rising podcast here at Lightning in a Bottle. Um, and I am Anthony Sirios West, again, same guy, doing the same podcast. Uh, but this time I am here with Anthony Ward and Will Atwell. They're both floral artists. Um, and what they do is floral art as a spiritual practice. So I'm really excited. This is something that I know nothing about. Um, even though I've painted flowers, I use flowers at references in my paintings all the time. They're extremely beautiful and inspiring, but I don't really know much more than that, what they are mean visually. And these two are deep in the practice of understanding their energy and who they are and what they do for people. Um, and just the beauty that they exude. So I'm really excited and curious to hear about the magic of flowers and the intention behind the work that they do. So I'm going to start by having them introduce themselves. We'll start with with you, Anthony. Hello, I'm Anthony Ward. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and your work and your inspiration. I am a visionary floral sculptor. I, I work with flowers and as a way of, it's my offering, it's why I was incarnated into this body to do this work and we're at LIB sharing it it's wonderful awesome yeah I've seen I mean here on the compass peninsula there I mean your guys's work is at every single stage and it, it really makes it it brings a lot of energy and power to the whole thing so yeah it's it's, cool. it's uh it's really gratifying for me too because I'm with a dear friend, Will Atwell, who's also been a student of mine, and, and watching him do his thing and just supporting that has been a big part of the joy of being here. Awesome. Yeah, I've seen him grow, and I've seen his work in Nevada City. He he does flower offerings for a lot of the shows in town at the Haven and different places, and it's beautiful. It adds just, I mean, it just brings nature right into the show, and it adds such a beautiful element to something that isn't usually present in shows like that so right yeah i appreciate it so that's let's, yeah let's hear from you who are you will well what does it mean to you my name is william uh also known as winfield my last name is atwell um i is that better yeah you got to get right up in that mic. oh right up in there right up in there Adam. all up in it all right yeah so good. Oh, I love this one. God, she's so, she's so distracting. 
Let's, so anyway. more about you. Let's hear about yes. you. Um, so my name is William. Um, yeah, this flower, floral art. Um, I, I learned it from Anthony. And I, I saw Anthony on stage first time in 2002 on stage with uh, Sound Tribe Sector 9. And it's, it, he was just, it was just him, the music, and the flowers. And there was just something so just perfect about that combination, you know? It really was. It just, it just flowed like poetry for me and for a lot of other people. And I know it did, you know? And there's just, yeah. So, I mean, and then so a, a few le- years later, we, we, Ryan introduced us, right? Ryan, your assistant, Ryan, at Omega. Oh, we, yeah. We got introduced at, at the Omega Institute in, um, in New York um, and by uh, a mutual friend. And God, it, you know, it just flowed from there, right? Yes. And I just kind of took it. And it, it, was, it was exactly two years ago here at LIB when um, I, you know, I brought flowers for a friend, you know, here. For her booth and just felt the resonance of it and how it worked you know for people and how it like really changed people's experience you know and it became part of the transformational aspect of the festival yeah you don't see it a lot i mean you know I feel like you guys are i mean i've seen Anthony up on stage multiple times at different festivals all over and it's like I'd never seen that before. I'd never even thought of that before. So to see somebody doing that up on stage and creating floral arrangements in that way, live, capturing the energy of the crowd in such a subtle and beautiful way that, I mean, nobody's used to seeing, but it has such a huge impact on the crowd. Totally. You know, and it's like seeing that gentleness of the flowers and everything mixed with that that high energy and it just kind of... And the dance. Know, yeah. And the dance. It, it captures it in a way that people uh, aren't used to seeing. I mean, for me, Anthony, like one of my high points for seeing you dance with flowers was that future primitive mm. two years ago at Enchanted Forest. Mm. Good gosh. Wow. Yeah. Inspired. Well, it was it was a, really a gift to me, actually, being able to do to do this work, that aspect. Um, I met a woman at the Omega Institute, who was on the board of directors. Her name is Linda Goldstein. And we were having tea one night and she said, so what else have you done in your life besides work with flowers? And I told her about my dance career. I was a dancer before. And she said, well, I'm Bobby McFerrin's manager. And he's doing this show where he doesn't know who's gonna come up on stage and they're just gonna create and he's gonna sing. Would you like to be a part of that? And I was like, yes, please. And so I was the encore of this performance. And it it was at the Masonic. It's part of the San Francisco Jazz Festival. And they had people like David Grisman and Ornette Coleman and the Dirty Dozen Brass Band, etc. Come and just jam with Bobby. And so we got to be the encore. And so he's, he's on the side receiving his applause and... Me and my crew put out two six-foot tables full of branches and 
lemons on stem and flowers and I had a four foot glass cone shaped vase that we put on a pedestal and Bobby came out and he was like what is all this stuff <laughs> he was and I said these are flowers you sing and so we did this thing and it was, we went on for about 15 minutes and he was getting the audience all involved and so you were creating that creating, was one of your first experiences that was the very live, first very was first, the very first the first the very live first. floral arrangement and with, with Bobby McFerrin and Michael Franti was there I, I invited Michael I was Michael I'm doing this thing with Bobby McFerrin come you have to you have to see and he, he showed up and when we were done Michael said I was in tears the whole time you guys were on stage. So will it's you extremely impactful. Will you do that with Spearhead? So it led to me doing that with Spearhead and then Zach, the drummer of STS nine, was at a Spearhead show and he said, Well, STS nine wants this. Wow. So I I did many, many offerings with them. And one year I was that, and, it was and a, that that was that was when I first saw you, Anthony. Uh, was, was on stage with Sound Tribe. Yeah. At Berkshfest. Berkfest. 2002. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that was 15 really... years ago. That was amazing. 15 years ago, bro. Wow. We're old. Mm. <laughs> old er. <laughs> the the uh, entry to the electronic music producer scene was with Tipper. Tipper was my very first. It's kind of like starting with Bobby McFerrin. Starting with Tipper. Kind of, well, you know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> and, and, just, like, to the top of the and Sound Tribe is the natural, like, oh god, Dor you know, sort of, in, you know, extension, extension into that. into that, definitely. And and Dave Veller, who's Tipper's manager, was like, I've never seen anything like this, and wow, I've been in the business 25 years. You've got to. So they booked me for like three or four different shows that year, and then other music producers. And, and you just played Red Rocks with Desert Dwellers. We just did Desert Dwellers. And they and they booked you for an entire tour last year, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's been um I work with a variety of different types of artists. I've also worked with um, a classical pianist and mm. with a, a Tibetan flute master. Once it was a, a Tibetan flute flute master, a Native American flute master, Carlos Nakai. Um, and Nguyen Kachung, and I was in the middle with the flowers, and there these two that's flute beautiful. master guys were on either side, and I was just, wow. Yeah, that's what it, it's interesting. I mean, you, you know, you're reflecting that all of these high-level creators are asking you to do your work for them and sh showcase it alongside them, and it, I mean, that just shows the power and the the novelty of it. I've never like no, they've never seen it before. You know, like you taking your performance aspect of the dance and bringing it to flower arranging. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever does. Nobody's ever done that. Well, I mean, nope, in, nobody's in fact, ever done that. In fact, there there is one man that I've heard of who was in the fifth century in Japan. His name was Basura, and really? I was unaware of him until like three years after I had been doing this work. A huh. friend, a friend's mother gave me this book, and there was a, a man doing an interpretation of what he did in the fifth century. In Japan, so really? so there, there are so, there are people that do that. there there there's the one. Uh, there's one guy in Japan. There's one guy in the fifth century, and he yeah, did it he, for, for years ago for nobility and merchants, and right. he would, he, they would hire him to do these ceremonies. I mean, wow. we yeah, I mean, basically, we do this for privileged people. Like, I mean, we do it for everybody, but like, the audience tends to be this. You well, know. if you're at LIB, you are privileged. 
Exactly. That's you're exactly at, my point. Exactly. And if you're at any of these transformational festivals, you're lucky. You're blessed for sure. And so we get to remind you of that with this work. <laughs> exactly. So I'm curious. Um, you know this this podcast. The focus that I always like to focus on is like you know personal mythology, which we've gotten into with you and, and you're getting how you got started and your journey, but also like uh the magic the magic of what you do um and you know the deeper meanings behind the way that you arrange flowers or what your what kind of energy you're putting out to the crowd and how you're you're programming their experience because essentially that's what you're doing you're sending out a message you're sending out magic into the crowd and you're interacting with their conscious mind their subconscious mind and you're really you're changing the way that they're interacting with their environment mm -hmm. and so exactly. you know I've never met an artist that doesn't do that intentionally and know what they're doing. So I'm curious, like, what is it that, when, you know, what intentions are you holding in your heart when you're doing this? And, and how are you, how are you mapping out their experience for them using flowers and flower magic? Well, one of the, one of the things in, in the book that we'll talk about later is the, the language around. Well, look, we can talk about it now. Yeah. Yes, if it's, yeah. I mean, if it's in the flow, yeah, the sure, sure. Out, let's talk about well, it. Well, it's, the, the language around working with flowers, um, I, a couple of times you said youth. So when I first started this work, um, I, would, I was an apprentice and I would have designers saying, oh, let's use roses in this arrangement. Let's use orchids in this arrangement. And it never sat well with me. So I changed that to let's work with roses. Change the language. I like that. And so language we, we magic. and you change the relationship. And you establish the relationship as one of co-creation. So that's where we start with that. I'm not trying to say anything. The flowers say it all. Yes. Um, I'm honoring them, dancing with them, giving them, giving them a place of honor, and just getting out of the way. Yes. And playing, and it is a playful prayer. Because it is a prayer. So. Yeah, so it's just it's allowing the so basically you're becoming a channel for the flowers and what Definitely. they're what they're trying to share. Yeah. And just kind of getting out of your own way. Yes, and also I, I know that at many of these gatherings people have opened themselves up in various ways. And so I love to be a part of that experience when they're in this open, vulnerable state sometimes yeah. to help them concentrate or focus on something beautiful, a flower, a branch, nature. Yeah, it's so pure. Mm. That yeah. is. That I mean, what what is a flower to you, Anthony? I like Alex Gray's um, I description, and it's the momentary face of God. Yeah, that's yes. what Alex say, says about. Say that again. The momentary face of God. Yes. So you're basically. I mean, this is interesting to think of it in this way, but you're. So in your book, you talk about the language of flowers and how you're just working with a, this visual language. It's like, and saying that flowers are the face of God. It's a divine language that you're arranging in a way to tell a story and bring a message to people when they're in an open and vulnerable state. Mm -hmm. And it's a very pure message. I mean, flowers are, you know. It's a, it's a direct, a pure, direct pure, message. Yeah, it's direct. They're, they're just, they are a beautiful representation of divine harmony. You yes. know, there's, they're unadulterated. They just, they grow into this space. They grow into this thing, and it's and, divine proportion. And, and fertility. And fertility. O openness. 
Yeah, the duality Possi- and possibility. And as soon as people creativity stop, th- there are times, and I've been told this, that <clears throat> people will be Expression. like, uh, "What is he doing up there?" And as soon as they stop thinking and just let the flowers open their heart, they get it. They get it. They get it. But, but, but you know, there have been times when I've had these, like, burly dudes yeah. walking up to me at the end and just, like, crying in tears. Just like, I, I mean, don't know what you did, man, but thank you. I mean, I've had, I've had some pretty profound um, entheogenic experiences interacting mm-hmm. with flowers. Mm-hmm. And no, I mean, those ones stick in my mind more than any other because, I, you know, most of the time it's like, well, oh, these flowers are beautiful. But when I'm in that space and I'm, like you're saying, like I'm open flowers, and vulnerable, flowers they begin to speak. It. And yeah. they move in a different way, and they they come to life, and they're entities. You can see the divinity in them, mm-hmm. and they speak to you in their like you're saying in your in their language, but you understand them, and they move like like a living being. You really see the life in them. They are living beings. Yeah, I mean, but they but like a like a recognizable like almost like humanoid in this way. You know, like mm-hmm. we recognize sure. their divinity. We see the reflection of our human selves in them, mm-hmm. and they speak and move, and they like. I've interacted with flowers and they look like these beautiful women dancing and tantalizing you. And it's like oh, the yeah. sexuality that exudes Orchids, from God. flowers is just oh. insane. I don't oh. know how many people have experienced that, but I'm sure you guys have. It's <laughs> like you're watching this beautiful woman oh, moving in the wind. Totally. You know? Yeah. It's... So they're well, full of magic. Well, I'm gay, so I'm not finding the woman aspect of it so much, but that's okay. But I do. I do see the divine feminine. Well, just sensuality in, all, in general. In all, it's not. It doesn't have to be a yeah a gender well, specific. Thing yeah, sexuality. But but I don't. We, I don't we, see. I don't, we're when not. When I look at an orchid, I don't see a yoni. That's what I'm saying. And a lot of guys, a lot of my friends do. So that's that's. I all. mean, okay. Awesome so let's, wait, wait, wait. Let's <laughs> let's, awesome let's talk about that for a second. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that for a second. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what do you see? A flower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that is. You know, maybe God's divine yoni. <laughs> I don't know. You know, that's what I think on a plant. Yes. Yeah. yeah perhaps. Abs- you know. Perhaps. What do you mean, perhaps? I mean, I don't know. You it's, don't it's know. A, it's all in the you how know, you see it. Yeah, exactly. Your experience is is. I mean, for, colored for me, by your experience of life. So okay. So for me, all. right? That's all. As as a man, who uh-huh. I who I am, right? Uh-huh. As a you know, heterosexual uh-huh. man. Yeah. Who loves flowers. Yeah. And it's comfortable anyway, you know? Yeah. But yeah. like, you know, I look at a flower and I see I, I see the you know, a representation of a yoni. Uh-huh. The divine cosmic gate, the mm-hmm. portal of creation. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that is comes through this. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like God's perfect representation of that moment of creation mm-hmm. and that's and why i love flowers oh that's ex- that's it yeah yeah the energetics the duality of it mm-hmm. the, like the divine the mo- that moment of you know like it's just like i mean orchids especially mm-hmm. you know i did a, a an event with eve ensler who wrote the vagina monologues <laughs> Really? And I worked with orchids. Really? And she was of like, Anthony, <laughs> I see what you're doing with those. And I, you, but the thing is, the thought hadn't even crossed my mind. So it is huh, all. Really? No. Shut it, up. It's all in, the, it's all it's in, all the, in your experience of yeah. life. Okay. A gay so man is not going to be like thinking about yonis. 
Just, I mean, it's just, okay. it just, it just real, you know? Sure. Well, but, interestingly enough, I mean, I maybe raised, some. I'm just speaking for myself. Gamer. I'm just speaking for myself. You were? Yeah, my dad's my dad's gay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, huh. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not spe- I can't speak for everyone else, but that when she said that to me, I was like, oh, okay. I mean... <laughs> I mean, for me, yeah, literally, like, like my, my, it's gonna be exactly. by part, part totally. of what excites me so much about a flower is the same thing that excites me about seeing a vagina in my face. Like, oh, so good. Can't relate, brother. But Dude. Oh, well, you know, I love it. Great. I just, <laughs> I just want to good for you. Make out with it. Good for her, too. I hope. Oh. It is good for her. I hope Ask so. Kylie. Where's Kylie? I hope so. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's all beauty and these sacred things are in the eye of the beholder. So we all see things from we our own experience. Yeah, from our, our own, own experience. From our own experience. And exactly. Interacting with divinity and beauty and inspiration mm-hmm. in whatever way our lenses allow us and right. how we see fit. And I certainly have been in the company and blessed surroundings of many amazing beautiful women I did I did the wedding of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke wow and uh, she got one day I was at her place and she got out of the shower with a towel on and I was like let me just call one of my straight friends and say I'm in a room with Uma Thurman and she (laughs) only has a towel on don't you wish you were me (laughs) Um, (laughs) she laughed she thought that was funny but I was like you know what relate Hurry up. We were on the way to the fitting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's it, life is just a reflection of how you see it. You know? and, and how you put out your energy to it. Sure. And what you give is what you get. Yeah. Really, if you give straight up from your heart, always, mm-hmm. and just pour your heart out into your work, like exactly. you do, Anthony. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what you've gotten back in spades. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, ama- it's amazing. It's profound how much... Yeah, all the just so far, all the stories that you're telling. I mean, like, the, look, the, look, look where we are. Performances that you've done, and the mm-hmm. people that you've touched and reached, and it's yeah. beautiful. It's like you know, taking this, taking these these entities, these flowers, and, and bringing them to people in such a profound way. Um, let's. I want to talk more, even more about your book. So you've mm-hmm. got you've got the the language of flowers in there, and, yeah. and do you want to go deeper into that, and the meaning of that, or, or move on to some more stuff that's we could talk about that. Um, well, the book is is called Being with Flowers: Floral Art as Spiritual Practice, and that's what it's about. It's about helping people deepen their love of flowers in tangible ways. Um, such as meditations one can do with flowers. It's also how-to, so you get step-by-step pictures, beautiful pictures by my friend John Felix. Just did an amazing job. Yeah, it's beautifully illustrated. So beautifully illustrated. And and we had the, wow, the honor of being endorsed by Alice Walker, who wrote The Color of Purple, um, Dr. Jane Goodall. Wow. Alex and Allison Gray. And Gurmukh Khalsa, who's this, well, she's called the queen of kundalini yoga. She's this amazing yogi. And she, and then also Julia Butterfly Hill wrote something very, very sweet. That's so powerful that you're endorsed and supported by so many amazing, powerful, powerful creators and people, you know? I think that when people see you doing what I do, what Will was saying that I do, putting my heart and soul 
into my work. Yeah. They want to help you. Exactly. You know, the first time I, I did my first event for the Dalai Lama in 1996. And they said, you know, you have to meet him because every time he sees your flowers, he's like, who did this? <laughs> and, you know, I got to do his hotel suite and the stage. We, we got to do it with with him or uh, for him together in Newark. In, New, in New York. Yeah. Yeah. But this very first one, we, the producers said, you know, you have to meet him. And, you know, I got to do his hotel suite. So, you know, he's laying in bed. He's going to look there. Oh, and he's going to go to the bathroom. So I'll put one there. Oh, and there's, he's going to sit there. So we just decked it out. So everywhere he looked, there were flowers. And he, he loves flowers. He just, like when he, the, he sat on the stage and I saw him look back at the sunflowers behind him. He's, he loves to be in his garden. They say that it's, it's one of his favorite places to be. And we met, and he, the thing about him, he's so cute. He's adorable. And the thing about him is he's, he's, he's innocent like a child. Exactly. And totally. And that's, I was so and that's, impressed that's, with that. That, that's, that a, that's the beauty of how he looks at things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's such a teaching for all of us, right? Yeah. He, we, um, after I met him, you know, he came in. Robert Thurman introduced us. We, I was bowing, and he reached over and started um, massaging um, my hands. That? Yeah, he started massaging my hands and just pouring out all this love, just just saying all these amazing, sweet things. But then he left, and he was going into this room with filled with like glitzy whatever all these stars Hollywood whatever and there was a woman there that was a security guard that I had noticed I noticed her sometimes you see someone and you know they were the kid that everyone teased and you can see their pain and I noticed her and I just noticed her and just kind of like sent her a little love just in the air right but he walked right up to her and he touched her face as soft as you would touch a baby. And he bowed to her and just looked at her, just hung out for a minute. When he walked away, she started bawling, like convulsing. Like I asked her if she needed water because I thought she might pass out. And I thought perhaps her, maybe her mother never did that to her. But he or something. weaved. He just saw her. He, he, he saw her and went right. It's like this person. To that. To that some spot. Love. That's such a huge lesson. Just walked right to her. And she just was like blown away. It was so because there was a big anticipation that he was coming, and, and you know all the people that worked there were just had to get special security and stuff. And and he walked, yeah, he walked right to her. And, and I've seen him do this over and over again. He goes into the children's ward of a hospital and goes right to the sickest kid that everyone thinks is gonna die, you know, and holds his hand, holds him on. It's, it's okay. And the kid, no, literally the kid left the hospital the next week. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but whatever was really, really seriously wrong with this kid. Yeah, so he's, he's channeling changed. divinity. Yeah. The, the yeah. power of love. Yeah, yeah. So what's, an, what's another chapter in your book that you, that you want to touch on that's super important? I mean, there, we, you know, we well, have plenty of time. We all of them are important. Books. But the book starts with um, the garden we call Earth. And it's because... That's how I see the earth. It's a garden. And we talk, I talk about how it's not tended as... as I'll just read the first page. How's that? Yeah, read it. Yeah. Okay. Please. It's so beautifully written. 
Yeah, I mean, if we if really, we all treated, really, the book if is we all treated the earth with as much love as you as you really as you do with honoring the flowers and honoring that those entities. It'd be a it the, definitely would be a beautiful garden. The the book is really special. It really is. The garden we call Earth. Earth is an abundant garden, thriving and somehow unstoppable. Though not always tended in a mindful manner, our garden still flourishes. It is our home. My spiritual awakenings often happen in the garden. Many times I choose to go out and experience nature alone in silence. Without the distraction of words, complete attention can be given to the natural world. When did you take a walk outside by yourself in silence? If you've not done this, I suggest you do so soon. Our planet's landscape changes rapidly, and we should not take for granted what is here now. Even if you live in a city, it is possible to find natural places to get lost in. I aspire to help you go deeper into your own journey with the flowers, which will require diligent work on your part. Be aware of the flowers in your life. What flowers are growing in your yard, your neighbor's yard? your city block. Spend time at your local flower shop. Allow the beauty of flowers to enter your daily consciousness. To do this is quite simple. Notice them. Wow, the, no the noticing what, really what kind of flowers are blooming in your heart? In my heart? Um, in anybody's heart. But that's just like another question mm -hmm. for somebody to ask themselves. Yeah, that is a question for someone to ask themselves. I mean, yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> I don't have an answer right now. There is no right answer or wrong <laughs> answer. I'm just like, I'm sitting It's just a question to ask. It's just a question to ask yourself. Yeah. Like what, yeah. what flowers are blooming in my heart <laughs> at this moment? Mm -hmm. Or maybe there's not flowers or blooming fla or in, just, in my heart. Or just seeds of consciousness. Yeah. What seeds of love and consciousness? Because and, I mean, that's and, what we're and getting what am, at. And what am I doing to germinate and fertilize those? Yeah, mm. that's. I'm, I'm really blown away by, by the, the call to notice. You know, mm. I don't think that I think that that's such a profound thing. I mean, I'm just sitting with that. And that's something that we don't do a lot of the time. Is right. notice. Right. Yeah. You know, that's been a practice that I've been. I've been taking to heart is just just taking a minute in a space and just noticing the beauty Awareness. that's around me, the beauty in the people, the beauty in the way that the wind feels, mm -hmm. the beauty in the smells, and all the things, just the beauty. Right. And the you know, we, we talked we talked in a podcast yesterday about just uh, the energetics of the masculine and feminine dynamics of the universe and they're interacting, and how important it is to notice and listen to the feminine aspects of the universe. I, I think that's one of the most masculine things you can do is just be aware and hold space. Be aware and, yeah, and hold space and notice. And notice. And just and just be aware as as a man. Well it's not I mean I, I like you know, just I, as a masculine yeah like, I've tried as to a like, masculine I try to not you know it's really important to me um, just to because words are such magic to really have clarity sure. around like the confusion between masculine and man sure like, totally yes you know masculine is like masculine and feminine are separate from gender or any identification of form yes they're an energy that permeates all totally. things mm -hmm. so like the masculine 
yeah. can can be embodied by anything. By anything, and yes. The feminine can be embodied by anything. So totally. It's like really being clear, especially for people listening or just for yourself or myself, Thank you. is like yeah. the masculine energy, listening and noticing the feminine energy is so powerful. That's where the inspiration comes from. Totally. Noticing the beauty. Yes. Noticing the power. And, and feeling the and space. And feeling right. noticed. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's... And feeling the space. That's that's something that flowers... And feeling the me. safety. Yeah, right? definitely. I mean, that's what, like... And that allows what the creation can, like, even flourish further, right? Yeah, that's what the that's what flowers have taught me in, in entheogenic journeys, like we were talking about earlier, is, like, the noticing them, they, in noticing them, and just sitting and listening and seeing them, they, they seem to bloom brighter for you they almost like yeah. coo and they hum and they make noises mm. and yes. they almost perform and show their beauty yes. for you even more when you're really sitting and noticing them yes. they're like oh look they're looking at me yeah and they move and they dance totally. and they, they just like yes. you can hear yes. them yes. almost purring they're like you know totally and it takes i mean that's this book seems like it's i, I can't wait to read it it seems mm. you know it's like just that one thing like sit in your garden and no garden and notice sit on the earth their flowers are everywhere just notice them and mm -hmm. listen they have so much to say and so much inspiration to share definitely yeah that's profound i mean that's yeah mm. that's amazing thank you so much for reading that yeah listen listening deep deep listen appreciate yeah wow i'm I'm now. I want to hear another passage. Do you have another passage in there like <laughs> yes. that? Yes. I mean, that's just. Like, Say more, Anthony. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, yeah. I wanted to perhaps share. Uh, well, um, something. <clears throat> sometimes people will say, "Well, you know, this woman asked me in my workshop. In fact, do, do you feel bad sometimes when you cut the flower off of the, the plant?" And I said, no, because we are working together and the plant knows that I, I'm grateful because every time I cut a flower, I say, thank you, Mother Earth. And I'm thanking that plant to, for sharing this with me. But um, she said, I know, but they only last a certain amount of time. And I said, well, so do you. So does everything. And <laughs> so do you. And it's 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 just a matter of <laughs> if you're appreciating the time you have, exactly, then it's okay. Totally. And the temporal nature of flowers the, the is a temporal moment. It's a it's an amazing reminder of our own impermanence. Impermanence. And I I'll, I'll read this part. It's the the temporal nature of flowers. We all have different ways of looking at what we call death. If you. I think you never know how you really feel about it until it comes close to home. Yeah. I was with a friend when I got the news that my mother had died. My friend said, I'm here for you. Just release whatever you're feeling. I got you. I remember taking a deep breath and waiting for the feelings to arise. What came up for me was this great feeling of wonder and calm. It was not sadness. It was a sense of connecting with the mystery of death in a way I'd never had before. Mm -hmm. I was prepared for the inevitability of her death because one of my sisters said she was in the hospital with severe health issues. Maybe this foreknowledge played into how I look at the, looked at the news, yet each time death has come close like this, I felt the same. The feeling is one of wonder. It is also a deep reminder to do what I have come here to do in life. Yes. 
I did not really know the depth of my love for my mother or father until they were gone. I did not know they would never really be gone until they left their earthly bodies. When we really love another, it does not take touch or their physical presence to take us to that connective place or conjure the feelings that we call love. Do you love flowers? Those of us who love flowers are bound together by the way they lift us up. We are kindred spirits because of this. We know that all who take in the glory they have come to give us can be lifted higher into our humanity. This is why we reach out with flowers when a friend's loved one passes. This is why we lay down flowers at the sight of loss and destruction. Even angry men in riot gear cannot stamp out the glorious beauty that is offered by a single flower. Yes. Like real love, the sacred gift that flowers gives us lives on continuously. It lives on every time a mother out walking her little ones in a stroller points and says, pretty flowers. It lives on every time you share your love for flowers with others. The temporal nature of flowers can remind us not to take this breath for granted. Inhaling gardenias, garden roses, plumeria, fragrant lilies, or a host of other flowers can conjure this joy for us and what some people call heaven on earth. Earth, this beautiful blue planet, the only home we know, gifts us every day with life-giving water, soul-stirring sunsets, cool breezes on hot days, and the glory of the garden flowers. So that's the temporal nature of flowers. Wow. And you, you wrote you wrote the book yourself. Yeah. That's like it's like a it's like just poetry. That's what Alice Walker said. She, <laughs> in fact, I mean Alice Walker saying my book was like a book of poetry. I was just like, come on, Alice. Can I can I read what she wrote too? It's, just, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's I just what wanna, the flowers I deserve. On, I just want to touch on before we read that just what you yeah. just read. It's uh-huh. like, uh-huh. you know, as an artist myself, mm-hmm. I'm always touched when I forget about everything and I'm totally taken back and I'm just in it, you know. And like when you're reading that, I just I forget that I'm even listening to somebody reading and I just become it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just become the words and I become the sounds and I become the images that are yeah. evoked by it. And I Lo- just like, lose I yourself. Just, yeah, you just lose yourself. You know, it's like a beautiful painting. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful song. It's beautiful, yeah. you know, and, and like you're, good art. Yeah. And just so lose yourself. Your writing is dissolves. like poetry describing the things that you love and it just like takes you there. It takes you there. Thank you. Yeah. It was a, it was really just, it flowed. I had an amazing editor <clears throat> my friend Brooke amazing but yeah she would say okay we need this for this and you know by the time I was ready to do this book I was really ready because I would sit down and these words would just come right through and yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm blown away I mean I, I you know like I said in the beginning I appreciate flowers I appreciate their beauty but the way that you're sharing them and the way that you're describing them is on a whole other level, you know. It's a it's a whole other thing. Thank you. Yeah. So l- we've done a lot of work together, these flowers and I and yes. so that so that we can help lift up the people. We exactly. we, we all 
maybe we are, maybe people in history have always said yeah this is the but right now we all know we need to be uplifted and totally. this is a way that one can bring peace calm beauty into your own personal life and that can spiral out into the world yes it's a beautiful way that one can do that yeah i mean there's such a, deep a way to message. a way to just be with nature there's such a deep message in flowers in, we were in talking your, in your own personal practice in a daily way and then you can bring that to the world. We we were talking off mic um, before Will got here about you know how mysterious flowers are and the myster- mystery in there and mm-hmm. how you know you take a single seed mm-hmm. and it's somehow we I mean we haven't figured that out yet. It's pre-programmed to create this beautiful thing, mm-hmm. you know. And where's the information? Where is that mm-hmm. in that seed? Why, right. why does it become this beautiful orchid or mm-hmm. this sunflower? It's mm-hmm. like, what is in that seed? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like when the time is just right, it pops open and just slowly makes its way out. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is, you know, like Buddhists liken the lotus to consciousness. And it is. It's like flowers are pure consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's a blossoming open and reaching towards new heights and new levels of awareness. Mm. You know, and it just to to start to notice and start to appreciate that in nature more and see it in in i mean I, you know anything but mm-hmm. the flowers are so right in your face it's like here's the beauty there it is look right. at it you know right. i'm right here i'm dancing i'm performing for you i'm mm. showing you divinity right here just mm. slow down look mm-hmm. listen and love right you can right. you can't help but love flowers i don't like you're saying like <laughs> You can't. You, you could be the angriest person in the world, and and somebody hands you a flower. It's gonna stop you for a second, and you're gonna yeah. appreciate it. Even if you don't even notice that you appreciate mm-hmm. it, you're gonna stop and just go. You know, just yeah. have a moment of wow. I love to give honor to this dear man Eckhart Tolle, who yeah, who was a big a big inspiration, a big reason why I even wrote this book. Because years ago, after I had done some work for him, he at the Omega Institute, he. His partner <coughs> said, Eckhart wants to see you. Um, and I went up to see him. After people had been saying that he was making an example of my work to make a point through his work for his first book, The Power of Now. Yeah. And he said, I want to write the foreword of your book when you write a book. And I, I mean, I almost fell off my chair, first of all, because wow, what a gift that is. But that, ins- that was part of the inspiration of me finally doing the book. Um, and he didn't do the Ford for this book, but um, maybe the next one. I don't know. He was, in his book, A New Earth, he talks about the fact that perhaps flowers were the first thing that humans came to cherish just because they were beautiful. Yeah. Not for any utilitarian purpose. And that helped with the, con- the raising the consciousness of humankind concentrating on beauty is intrinsically involved with joy and love divinity and so you become more human when it's, you do that it's interesting i watched the talk today with paul stamets mm-hmm. about mushrooms mm-hmm. and it's like you know the mushrooms are such a physical thing you know they're very beautiful they're very powerful but they're such a physical realm reprogrammer you know when yeah. you really start to pay attention to them they mm-hmm. they're reprogramming and re-manipulating and putting in our environment back together and they have that power right and it's like you know what you're doing is like 
what Paul Stamets is doing for mushrooms, mm-hmm. you're doing for flowers, and I'm mm-hmm. really excited for that to spread mm-hmm. and I love get that larger. Idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, I, I mean nobody's idea. nobody's. Rep- I mean Paul Stamets loves mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Like he is mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is know? mushrooms. And mm-hmm. and you are flowers. Mm-hmm. You yes. you're like you are, and flowers are like rearranging, have the ability to inspire and rearrange consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, on a really subtle and profound level, and I think that. I'm I'm personally excited for people to read your book and and see more of your work and realize the power that it has, mm. you know. And you know what I mean? It's yeah. like there's yeah. they're ready for it. I think they're ready for that that subtlety. This that time needs it. In it. Yeah, these, these sure. times really need it. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, and we have this long-standing relationship with flowers, where they are our healers. They are our teachers. And it's just a matter of just reminding people of that, you know. Yeah. And and that's what that's what we're doing, reminding people of that. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Well, I have other people, like Will is doing it too, and I have a, a dear friend named Jarek Carlson, and he's he's working in sort of the middle of the country and Jer- south. Jarek does big work in yeah. the middle of the country. Beautiful, amazing. Big work. Electric amazing. forest. Electric forest. Wow. And okay. Yeah. Root wire and those Root types wire. of things. And did you, did, you, uh, did, you, did you teach him as well? Yes. yes. I, I, I was at the Omega Institute at one point and so every year I was able to bring people in to be, assist me there. Oh, okay. And so some of these people have gone on to do their own things like my friend Hudson is a landscape gardener and he works with a lot of flowers and he's here supporting me this weekend yeah and shout out to hudson yeah and he 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 actually there's a part in the book that he wrote about um just uh, plant knowledge you know and so it's re- it was real it's really beautiful having a student reflect back to me what they've learned yeah yeah so you wanted you wanted to read what um, what your friend the foreword of your book is that what we were gonna read next or? Uh, no 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 um, I was I was thinking about just some of the endorsements and we, we've been talking about the mysticism of it I just yeah I mean <clears throat> you know sometimes people are like how did you get you Dalai Lama what <laughs> well in 1995 I did my first event for a spiritual teacher it was Ram Dass through, through Omega no no, no? He, he came to Santa Cruz where I had huh. my, my business okay it wasn't at Omega and I didn't he know that yep yeah, this was, is amazing I just really quickly I just want to reflect like you know my journey in what I do now and my spirituality all started with Ram Dass uh, reading his books and being yeah. like oh okay and, and really I mean really started with Ram Dass. If it wasn't for Ram Dass, I don't know where I would be today. Right. And so just I, hearing, you, no, hearing I, you, you're like, you're like, oh yeah, I did this and I did this. And it's like every single, every single person I could even imagine if I was to write a list and go, oh yeah, these are the, these are the consciousness the influences. It's like, oh, okay. You, you've made contact with them and you're a part of their life and they're a part of your life. And it's like right. just reflecting back how powerful that is and how powerful you are mm. in that in that channeling of this amazing profound message and beauty it's like exactly just, uh, yeah i can't even express to you how powerful that is totally to hear and to to feel that and you're just like oh yeah and you know we did flowers for this person and this person and it's like 
it's not even just Uma doing, Thurman, she's, it's not she's just a movie doing star, flowers like, for them. You know, just it's not that. It's not th- exactly. It's like, and not, and it's not just what they're doing in the physical realm. It's like, you know, just watching movies with Uma Thurman in it. Like, she's one of my favorite actresses of all mm-hmm. time, just because of the way that she just disappears into the role and mm-hmm. becomes it. And it's like, that's what you're doing. Essentially, you're you're becoming the flowers. It's like you disappear, mm-hmm. and totally. the flowers are dancing and are moving just and, the, on and the, saying on the, the prayer. Yeah, exactly. They're like here it is, and you're just you are just the channel, the vessel. They're you're their legs and their hands and their voice, you know. Totally. And that's that's profound. I like that. And that's 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 what I saw when I first saw you on stage, Anthony, mm. with Sound Tribe, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 2002. Bergfest, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. Wow. Yeah. Your yeah. Birth, your it was just. It was just. Yeah. Powerful. It was just. There was. There was. I mean. It, I mean. We have a film were, of that. So you were there, so cool. but it was like you weren't there. Yeah. It was just the flowers mm-hmm. and the dance, mm-hmm. and yeah. you were just like happened to be, the thing making it happen. Mm-hmm. You were just part of the background. I mean, yeah. not that you're not beautiful and amazing and special. But you, I mean, that's that's what. Well, I want to disappear into the flowers, so that's great that you saw that. Oh, uh, <laughs> exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, and that's but, what made me fell in love with you. Oh, mm, well, I'll tell you, Ramdas. Speaking of Ramdas again, I was asked to do something for him in Santa Cruz, and when I I I did this altar for him, this almost like a throne chair with like twenty five foot tall bamboo on either side, and just really beautiful. And he said right in front of me as he's being introduced and he looked back and said I don't know if I'm worthy of sitting on this throne which he's a really funny guy <laughs> and I said well of I hope so said that. I hope so because it's for you so <laughs> I'm not going to sit up there yeah. you, you and better he, be worthy yeah and he, he as soon as he sat down and lo- started looking at us and the words of love and just just started pouring out of him I said okay this is why I, I do this. This is why I do this. And, yeah. and it was so clear to me that I just made a prayer to the universe. Please let me have opportunities to work with people that I see lifting the vibration on this planet. So This when, is the work that I want. And when, so six months later, after that, I was in Santa Cruz still, and I was going to a movie, and this woman was coming out, and she was a Tibetan nun. And she said, yeah, I go to movies. That's one thing I do. It's just kind of out of the sangha. It's something I do. Anyway, she said, I saw what you did with the Ram Dass talk. I saw the flowers. And the Dalai Lama is coming. Would you like to do this same thing for him? And I said, of course. What do you mean? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And she, t- she said, so I have friends. They're doing this big event. And how can I tell them about you? And I said, well, here's pictures, anything you, you want. And... It, it was the Tibet, Tibet House, which is um, Robert Thurman and, and um, Uma's Nena, dad. Nena Thurman. Yeah, they're, they're Uma's, dad, Uma's parents. Uh, Robert Thurman is a, a well-published he's a, he's a pub, uh, Tibetan he's a pro- scholar. And he's a professor, Buddhist, at yeah, professor at NYU. Columbia. Columbia. Columbia, thank you. And so I sent them photographs and that sort of thing. And I didn't hear from them. And I called them and I said, so, you know... Why haven't I heard from you? And they said, and Nena, who, who's, who's Uma's mother, is very this very strong German, amazing person, woman, just very, just like, this is ridiculous. All of this stuff you say you want to do, we don't have this kind of money. This is just ridiculous. 
And I said, well, actually, I, I wasn't asking for any money. I want to donate all of this. And she said, oh, you're our new best friend. <laughs> Meet us in San Francisco and we'll talk about it. So I met up with him. And I, I had, you know, a distributor in Watsonville open his coolers and just say, take whatever you want. Which was a little hard for me because I was like, wow. And he came in and just started pulling out buckets of sunflowers and just, just this is for the Dalai Lama. It's, it's nice Get, when you have an abundance to work with. Isn't we had it? two truckloads full of flowers and plants that we took to San Francisco. Wow. And I mean, just, two huge truckloads. Just, just to speak to that idea of abundance and how that feels to work with. Um, remember like a couple years ago at an Enchanted Forest? When oh I, yeah. When I was just like, we're doing this. It's happening. Let's go. That was fun, right? Yeah. We had a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and a lot of it came from my garden. And a lot of that beauty and, came from your garden yeah, that year. Yeah, because Enchanted Forest is 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away. So from his gardens in, in Brook Trails. And for me, and the working, planting a seed nurturing it all the way to its glory, glorious beauty that is offered and then sharing it in an arrangement is wow. Can, can I just say Cannot, one thing? You can't beat that. Can I just say one thing? Mm. So I of, of all the arrangements I've seen you do Anthony, of all the times, mm. um, the one that has always stood out in my mind mm. that always boggles my mind just makes me just go kind of like limp in the spine just with adoration and happiness is um, when you at symbiosis uh, last last year no, no two years ago um, when the when there was the painters you know like the the, the oh per, the yeah further, the, the further, the further collective yeah. yeah the further collective and you were doing your arrangement side by side them and you you had this um, you brought a morning glory vine mm-hmm and you wrapped it around the the curly willow vine mm-hmm. and then the morning after tipper mm. you after sunrise set you came to me and you said well it's opening <laughs> and i went and it was just the one and just oh, just opening just yeah. opening its face to the dawn and it was just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was the yeah that mm. was ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll always treasure that. Wow, that was that was a that was a that was a beautiful experience all around. That was amazing. Mm. Yeah, Just but the further collective and that. Oh wow! Set and the whole thing. Well, they're going to be at the eclipse and at at Symbiosis Eclipse. Yeah, yeah. I, I just heard from Damon. They're going to be they're going yeah. to be there, and they asked me to do something. And there's a, and there's a budget for you, Anthony. Yeah, they made a budget for me, so well, yep. we're we're going to do something honor. there. Oh, definitely. Gonna, I mean, I going to do I've the known thing. Oliver Vernon since. 2000, and he was taking a workshop through through SDS9. No, through Omega Institute. He was through Omega. A, yeah, he was taking a workshop. Okay. At Alex and Allison Gray do a workshop at Omega really? every year. That's how you do them. And Oliver okay. took uh, the workshop, and huh. I he was I was walking around the room just looking at people's art, and I was like, hello, who who's who is <laughs> wait who wait who's this guy? I need to speak with this person. <laughs> it was Oliver. All right. And he just blew me away, and we just huh. became super good friends. And I would go and stay at his place in Brooklyn sometimes. And um, you know, just you know, he lives in Nevada City, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And just uh, just watching his his 
keep these unfolding of his art too, you know, has been crazy beautiful watching Oliver just transform his art into what it is now. Yeah. And become a father and I love Oliver so much. <laughs> um, so we want to read the we want to I want to read these reflections that people have of your book. Okay. We're well, gonna, we're probably going to come to a close here pretty quick. Okay. Yeah, I got I got to go. And Will's Will's got a bounce. He's got a uh, festival festival festival. I got festivals to, to festive. Cool. Uh, this is from Alice Walker, who is a poet, activist, and Pulitzer Prize winning winning author for The Color Purple. And she wrote, "Tears came to my eyes many times as I read this soulful, wise, and loving book." Anthony Ward who himself is as mysterious as a flower, has written beautifully mm. about his relationship <clears throat> with, um, whoa, 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 about his relationship with flowers. Not perhaps since George Washington Carver have we had the opportunity to learn from so evolved a mystic soul about the possibilities of human interaction with flowers and plants. This is one of those books that makes us say, this book, these teachings, this calm spirit have been missing from my life. And thanks to a so good a universe as the one we share, now it exists. So that's what Alice Walker wrote. I just got to say, I love that that um, that reference to, to George Washington Carver. That's really cool. It's like, it blew, I, I almost like Alice, come on. No, that's really cool. I mean, it, but to, people don't know about him that he wasn't just this guy with peanuts. He loved no. flowers. He loved no. flowers, and he was a mystic. And he, he was would, a mystic. He would wake up yes. at like four in the morning and take these silent totally. walks through the forest. And yes. people don't know that about no, him. No, there's they a don't. wonderful book about about him called "The Man Who Loved Flowers," and you can find it. Um, I think you can find it on Amazon. But yeah, George yeah. Washington Carver was. GWC was. Major yeah. flower guy. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So. This, this has been, like, just what I expected it to be. So, so eye-opening and profound and really inspiring. Great. And, I, and I'm excited to get to know you more and deeper. And I'm just really, really, yeah, just inspired by this whole thing and proud to know you and proud to see what you're doing and the messages that you're bringing to people that, you know, I wasn't even aware of it. And now mm. I'm like, I'm so excited to dive into that realm and, and experience what it has to offer. Thank you. And I really appreciate it. And it, it's opened my eyes. I mean, I appreciated it before, but it's opened my eyes to, like I said, you know, off mic, how the intention behind this podcast is to open people's eyes mm. even deeper mm -hmm. and their hearts open even more to mm -hmm. the art that different artists create. Mm. And so, yeah, just doing this with you has really deepened my appreciation of the work that you do and really Thank opened you. my eyes to the intention and the beauty behind it. Thank you. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to for everyone to hear this one and, and experience it as well. So... Thank you so much. Thank you. Is thank there, you, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for making this. Yeah. This platform. Is, Thanks for taking the time like with a, us. A website or something that you have that we could yeah, do a it, shout out um, for. Yeah. Be, beingwithflowers.com. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, be, I'm, being with flowers on the, Amazon. And being the book can be sold. Uh, can be bought on Amazon. Um, just being with flowers, floral artist, spiritual practice, and it'll come right up, and you can snap it up. Awesome. 
yeah, I mean, that was just a little tiny. You just read a few little, little, little passages from the book. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a reference everything. book. It's a way, it's a, something you can go back to and go back to and go back to and go back to. It's a way to just always have something, you know, to, you know, just like, you know, we, we, we get, we get so wrapped up in our lives, you know, and flowers are a way for us to just connect back to source and to nature. And this book is a really helpful guide to really help us in that. So. Thank you, Will. Thank you for, thank you for connecting us and bringing that up. I knew this was going to be an important podcast, so I'm glad that we made sure that it happened. So yeah, thank Thank you, you. and I'm excited to connect more. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a have a beautiful festival from here on out. All right. Cool. All right. We love you. Bye bye. Thanks.